Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. There it is. For Question Friday here on Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. We've got Ross Brendel filling in as the producer for Declan today. And this is Daily Vikings Entertainment with one mission in mind. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. It's really not that much to ask. It's been 60-plus years. <laughs> yes. So we'll get one here. Let's get yes. it. Uh, if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, specifically on a TCL TV Thank you, guys, because TCL is uh, out there with some amazing award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Are you guys ready for a little four-question Friday? You like that? Love four-question Friday. All right. Let's get this here. And, Ross, you're included on this, too, so bring the tapes. I'm ready. All right. Question number one for you guys. Should the Vikings trade for a cornerback? Pat Peterson's going to be out for several weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judd, I know that you've caught some wind of some steam that maybe there's a, a name out there available. You also floated Xavier Rhodes earlier in the week. Yes. Gives, gives well, and I and, and well, yeah, and he is available, and and he knows the system. The issue is, can he still play it? Which the last time he played here for Zim, he obviously proved he couldn't. So. Rhodes is a name that's out there, and that would be more, I think, for depth purposes. Because the answer to your question, just without involving names, is yes, they should. I think that they should add a cornerback, and I think that they should add a veteran one. And now the question becomes, how good do you want that player to be? But you've got Breland and Dantzler now for the next several games starting. Uh, Behind them, gentlemen, are Chris Boyd and Harrison Hand. Okay? Okay. I am I am leery of Breland Dantzler starting, but if one of them gets hurt or is absolutely putrid, are you telling me Chris Boyd just goes in and you're fine? Sorry, don't think so. So, yes, I think that they should trade for a corner. Now, the name that's floated out there, and he's out there for sure, the only question is would the Vikings make the call to try and get the haul? So this is not a, this is not a reckless name. This guy is going to be available because the Miami Dolphins are 1-5. and five. Zavin Howard who led the National Football League last year with 10 picks. He's got one 
this year. And he's also battling, and this is a problem too, shoulder and groin problems. He He's missed 25 games throughout the course of his career, which is a lot. He has missed, I think it was the Dolphins' last game, and he'll almost certainly be on the injury report for this game. Uh, he is also in 2021, just to put it into st- a statistical context, allowed four touchdowns in five games. So he's not not having a great year. But it sounds like he could be had um, from the struggling Dolphins for a third-round pick. Now, so are they, are they trying to clear room for, like, Deshaun Watson? Is that well, and they also uh, – so H- Howard demanded a trade. They redid his contract to a certain uh, point before the season started. But I think the feeling is that that's probably not done yet. And so that there might be more uh, contractual shenanigans coming up and the dolphins Mm. not being good. um, And and the fact that his play Howard's play has dropped off, make it pretty likely that he would be a perfect guy to shop before the trade deadline, which is November 2nd. Um, Just personally, I'm out here because I don't know. I don't know what to make of this team. And if you look at the potential salary cap implications with uh, Howard, they're going to be pretty high and steep. And the Vikings don't need more cap problems. But I do think, to go back to the first part of your question, Phil, I do think that they should trade for at least a depth guy who could help them if they lose Breland or Dantzler, or again, and it's quite possible, one of those two just is really bad. Oh, man. Um, All right, so Xavier Howard was excellent last year. He's been fine the other years, but, like, he's – you're kind of – he kind of got paid off the one big year, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or, I mean, he might have got that contract a couple years ago. I can't remember when they signed him, but, like – No, he he did. So they redid it this year. And then demanded it be redone or they trade him. Here's the problem. His cap hits are, like – 15 14 million dollars the next couple of years. I mean, yep. he would come in here and he'd be like your fourth highest paid player yep. to the salary cap. Um, but then again, he's in you know, he's still in his prime. Mike Zimmer, I'm sure, would love to have him. <sighs> they'd have to do some cap maneuvering, they'd have to probably restructure somebody. I'd have to see, I think, because I think like well, they'd have to restructure someone just to bring him in, like to make his well, cap hit work this year. Do you want to connect the dots? Kirk Cousins. Kirk, well, connect Kirk, the dots, huh? Kirk, 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 buddy. Do you want, in the offseason, we'll get you a real center. Right now, we'll get you Xavier Howard. Probably cost you like a second-round pick, though. I'm also kind of sick of the Vikings trading away draft picks for like these, these like sort of probably win Probably a now. third. A third? It'd probably be a third-round pick. All right, screw it. I'm trading a third-round pick for Xavier Howard. All right. I'm restructuring Never Kirk's contract. I'm pushing. Oh, Macadac's all in. I'm all pushing money in. into 2023-24, and I'm going to keep this tr- this train of mediocrity rolling forward. You like that? Let's do it. Macadac, I'm yeah. here for the splash move. Let's get it, Ross. What are you What are you doing here? Are you trading for somebody to help at cornerback, Xavier Howard? First off, I love that Macadac is just changing on the fly. Oh, that's that's good. that's great. Screw um, it. Second off, kind of seven years of this show, my man. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a a side talker, but how great was it a few years back when the NFL moved the trade deadline back? Now, Mm -hmm. actually, trades do happen. So that's that was a that was a great move on the NFL's part. I'm kind of walking down the middle, which is kind of funny because that seems to be where the Vikings always are stuck in the middle. (laughs) It all hinges on the game out of the bye with Dallas. If you lose in your three and four, 
I'm not really sure you need to be all that committed mm-hmm. to trying to win and get better right now. However, you come out out of the bye. I don't know if it's a surprise if you win the game. Maybe not to Vikings fans. Might be a surprise to people across the country. Maybe you come out of that game, you win, and you have to protect yourself a little bit from what you talked about, Judd. Maybe there's an injury, another guy goes down. But my caveat here is I'm not giving up a high draft pick. I'm bringing in a depth guy. And the Vikings do, in the upcoming draft, have a fifth rounder and two sixth rounders. So I'm not bringing in a superstar. I'm essentially probably just bringing in another Harrison hand. And then, you know what? I can even talk myself back into, well, if you're just bringing in another Harrison hand or Chris Boyd, why are you really making the trade? So I lean depth guy or no trade classic Minnesota answer. I kind of gave you two. I'm uh here's where I'm at with this. All right. Patrick Peterson, it's probably a one and done year for him. Like he's been fine, but he's, he, he's, he's banged up. He's old. Like he's year to year retirement basically Xavier Howard isn't young anymore he's you know fifth or sixth year in the league but he's a few years younger what's Patrick Peterson now he's gotta be like 30 31 I believe he's gonna be 32 in in, uh, before the Super Bowl yep and so there's a four-year age gap between the two guys so if there's a if there's a log jam when Patrick Peterson comes back whatever like Xavier Howard and Patrick Peterson can start at the end of the year and Dantzler and Breeling can go to the bench for next year Xavier Howard and Cam Dantzler would be my starting cornerbacks. And I got Cam Dantzler on a rookie-scale contract skill uh, still. So I can overpay the other cornerback spot and not feel too bad about it. Uh, but all of this is going to require, almost certainly, Kirk Cousins taking $20 million off of his salary cap hit for 2022. Hey, Kirk, hey, Kirk do you want to win? Right? Kirk, you're playing great. Do you want to win some more? Sam. You like that? You like that? All right, question number two here on this four-question Friday for you guys. Last night, the Mike Zimmer Bowl took place on national television. This you had Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater dueling checkdowns and a race to 20 points offensively last night. Here's my question for you guys. Case Keenum got the win last night. He was pumped at the end of that game, too. Yeah. And he played pretty well. He managed the game very well, just as well as Baker Mayfield probably has. How would Case Keenum and the Vikings have fared if he had stuck around as quarterback in 2018, 19, and maybe beyond, instead of Kirk Cousins coming in? It would have been, uh, to quote Stephen A. Smith, an unmitigated disaster. It would not have worked think out. think so? Yes, and we saw it. Case Keenum signed with the Broncos to be their starter. It didn't work out. Case Keenum well, is... Well, it's a diff- different situation. Case Keenum is not a starting quarterback consistently. He is a very... And this is a compliment. He is a very good backup. Like, you would love... If, if you are a team that considers itself a contender for a championship, Case Keenum is great because he can do exactly what he did last night. He can win you games. 2017 was the ultimate football, in my opinion. Cinderella story. And and the slipper came due at midnight in Philadelphia, and we saw it. Um, if you watch last night's game, I, I tweeted this. Zimmer, I bet you, on that first early pass to OBJ, which was underthrown and almost picked, turned the game off and walked away because that was Case. I mean, let's be honest. Last night, and I like Case, but the horseshoe was in full effect. He threw some passes that easily could have been picked. Denver is sort of just garbage. I mean, they're not good. Uh, but if 
But that's where I give the Vikings credit. While the Kirk thing to date has not worked out, the Kirk going after Kirk and securing his services was an attempt to make a significant upgrade at a position where everybody knew that 2017 was a great story and it was going to end. And Case Keenum in his current role is perfect, but I guarantee you if Case Keenum has to start six consecutive games, like like if Baker's out now, and, and he could be, if Baker's done and needs surgery on his non-throwing shoulder and Keenum starts, Cleveland's going to come undone eventually. Uh, I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree with really anything you just said. Actually, I think here's where I'm at with this. I want to. I want to be clear that Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Case Keenum. It's not particularly close. He's more accurate. If if you give him the same car to drive, um, Kirk Cousins is going to drive it better. But when you give Case Keenum a really good car to drive, a Ferrari, like which is kind of what I mean, the Browns have a lot of injuries, but like they have a really good offensive line. Even when there's guys banged up, they've got weapons. Yeah, it's nice. You know, hell, their third string running back came in and ran for a buck fifty or whatever it was last night. Like they, they've got a talented roster. Mm-hmm. When you give Case Keenum a great car to drive, not a questionable car, not like the Houston Texans car or the Broncos car from a couple of years ago, but when you give him a great car to drive and weapons, he mm-hmm. can drive it really well. People forget Case Keenum was one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. He still leads all time. He still leads the college quarterback ranks in overall passing yards in a career. His senior year at Houston, Case Keenum threw for almost 6,000 yards, 48 touchdowns, and five interceptions. And so when you give him a system he's comfortable in, teammates that can protect him and get out and be weapons like I'm not saying he's Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson or even Kirk Cousins I'm saying when you give him a great car to drive he can drive it and my biggest question to you guys is it's not about Kirk versus Keenum it's about Kirk at his price tag and the team versus Keenum at his price tag and the team and Baker Mayfield doesn't make any money either the Vikings since Case Keenum left are 28, 25, and 1. Mm-hmm. Coming off a 13 and 3 season. They're 28, 25, and 1. They have one playoff appearance, and they did win one playoff game, but they're basically just a 500 team that fights to get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If instead of Kirk Cousins, you had Case Keenum for like, well, it would have been, it would have been about 15 million less the first couple of years, but his salary this year is $6 million. So let's let's just split it in the middle and say, You'd save $20 million to the cap by having Case Keenum. Therefore, you'd be able to build an even better car. You could have a center that's not Garrett Bradbury. You could have another edge rusher or someone. Like, there's, you know, whatever. Like, fill in your gaps as you wish. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I don't think Case Keenum does a whole lot worse if you've got the extra cap space than 28, 25, and 1 the last few years. I think he falls apart. I love the car analogy, Phil, because going back uh, maybe about a year ago, our guy Chris Long told me on uh, Minnesota Sports Chat, the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports oh, Chat podcast. congratulations. Well, it's a made-up award, but it'll count for oh, okay. something. Okay, congratulations. He once told me, and this is before this season, that Kirk Cousins is nice. He's a Toyota Corolla, but everybody can have a Toyota Corolla, but that's what Kirk Cousins is if he's a car. Case Keenum, he's a Dodge Stratus. He's he's an okay car. 
he's drivable. I don't think he's any longer in production. I don't think you can buy a new Dodge Stratus, by but the way. But you're paying for a Ferrari and you're driving a Corolla. Well, here we here we go, though, Phil. This is where and, I, and the garage only has so much space. This is where I wholeheartedly agree with you. Until we got to this year, and we've seen, I think, the best version of Kirk Cousins we've ever seen, I'm not sure the record would be that much different. I, I really am not. And if you go back and look at what Case Keenum was doing the last few years starting, mm-hmm. okay, the team in Denver the offense wasn't very good. The defense was still pretty good, but they were coming down. And then look at his year in Washington. He, as Dude. a starter, was 1-7, and seven, but he was okay. That was just a really bad team. I think, to Phil's point, if you put him in a good situation, I think he would have had that same similar record of, what was it, Phil, 28-25-1. You may have won. I mean, it, you may have looked at the games and there would have been some different results. Maybe Cousins won a game that Keenum lost. Maybe Keenum wins a game that Cousins loses. Overall, though, I think the record's about the same. Okay, if we just for just for fun here, okay. And again, I am not saying Case Keenum is better than Kirk Cousins. All I'm doing no, is me saying neither. Me neither. if he if he if you can give him a great car to drive, as evidenced, he drives it pretty well. Can we can we take out so Case Keenum's second year in the league, he was part of a two and fourteen dead walking Houston Texans team like he went 0 and 8 that year and that was just like, like they were firing Wade Phillips um I'm sorry they they were firing Gary Kubiak at the time and moving into a weird like Wade Phillips interim season like it was a train wreck of a team Arian Foster got hurt uh that was the year that Matt Schaub turned into pick six guy and got benched it was a toxic team the Texans so if you take away that just toxic awful 0 and 8 season his record as a starter is 28 and 27. His team's record as a starter, which is slightly better than Kirk's 500 record as a starter. So again, just saying like Case Keenum for a lot less money with a great car is an interesting proposition and it and it prevents you from having to lock into something that, you know, is a $45 million cap hit. But so, Judd clearly disagrees. So So if you could if you could go back, not knowing a thing now, to eighteen, would, would you have kept Case and not signed Kirk? You're saying so like you, I, you're you saying don't know don't, what you know. You don't know what you know now. Would, no, I would have signed Kirk. Kirk. No, I'm not saying it was the wrong decision. I'm yeah. just saying I'm curious to see how it would. I just think he's a backup quarterback, and I think he's really good. And 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 I think that it. I think that he is a 2017 to me when it comes to Case Keenum was the perfect encapsulation because he is a lightning in the bottle quarterback okay would you rather have one more question off this sure would you rather have so case keenum makes six million dollars this year and i get that if he becomes a starter then him and his agent are going to want more money but like right right, he makes six million dollars right now let's say that if he becomes a starter maybe he maybe he wants 12 million dollars or something as like a competing starter so would you rather have case keenum for the next two years at 12 million dollars or Baker Mayfield and or Kirk Cousins at thirty five or forty million dollars, and you get the Browns or Vikings rosters and the cap space to make them better. If you sign Case, I would in order. I would probably go Cousins, Case, Baker. I would go Case, Cousins, Baker at that price because I'm not a Baker at that fan. price. I'm not a Baker fan, but but ju- just quickly, let's talk about the real dirty secret from last night's game. That is, you do not pay running backs. You pay offensive linemen. Yes. Dearness Johnson, correct? 
mm-hmm. who was in who a couple of years ago was in my favorite league, the AAF, which unfortunately met its demise far too soon. <laughs> Dearness Johnson one had a great game. Credit to the kid, so he was great. Um, but that was a tutorial, a tutorial in why you pay your offensive line. It yeah. really was. Yep. It's like if that doesn't true. convince you, nothing will. Yep. No, it's true. Like a great offensive line can make a four and a half yard per carry guy out of a fourth round pick. And he found the yeah. holes, like to his credit, but they created them. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right. Question number three here for Question Friday. You like that? You like that? Is presented by Skinny Judd and Livia. That's exactly right. Down almost 15 pounds thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. That's right, almost 15 pounds. And ladies and gentlemen, that is in three weeks. In three weeks, almost 15 pounds off. I call them the pandemic pounds. They continue to come off. And Livia, here's the best part, guys. Guys, the best part is this. They make it easy. This plan is easy to follow. You you get great coaching. You get structure. I need structure when it comes to portion control. And what you get is a plan that works and you don't have to like haul meals around or be like, hey, what, what, what do I have to do now? I forgot what I have to do now. I'm feeling great. Energy is up. Um, I'm about to turn 52 and I feel healthy. And that's in- important. In fact, you know what? I got an idea right now. Early Christmas present. Let's say dad's getting a little bit heavy, pandemic pounds. I'm 52, so your dad might be my age. And you're saying to yourself, I'm a little bit worried about dad. Putting on the pounds, not good for the health and the heart. Livia.com is the place to go. And here's the best part for dad, too. First 10 weeks, free. First 10 weeks, so you get in, you lose weight, you see the results, and then you continue. But the first 10 weeks for free, Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Check it out. Give them a call. Find out and tell them Mackie and Judd and Score North sent you. We, uh, we already have a bunch of people that have jumped in and have started losing weight with Livia, so that's awesome. Uh, also, a shout-out to Moon Motorsports. Moon Motorsports has been outfitting Minnesotans out there in Monticello for over 50 years with the very best in Hondas, Can-Ams, BMWs, and specifically Polaris machines. Moon Motorsports is your source for the very hard-to-find Polaris ATVs and side-by-sides. And all you have to do is let the Polaris experts at Moon Motorsports assist you in placing an order for the exact model that you want outfitted exactly the way that you want it. Polaris, Polaris, Polaris at Moon Motorsports. Just off 94, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities at moonmotorsports.com as well. Question number three. You like that? You like that? All right. Um, If you guys had to bet your house or some other valuable thing on a specific Vikings record at the end of the season, someone said, all right, you got to nail the exact number of wins. They're three and three. They're coming out of the bye. What's the exact number of wins? If you're right, you get to keep everything. If you're wrong, everything's gone. Your house is gone. Your keys, your car, your, everything's gone. What record are you most confident in them finishing with? Do I? I lose the dog too. Is Stella you lose gone the as well? dog? Yep. Yep. Everything's at stake. That's mm. cold. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I'm trying to decide if I'd be upset mm. or not. Okay, so. Um, wow. I'm gonna. Well, 
we're fighting right now. Callous. We're fighting right now. Stella and I are in a disagreement, okay? Jeez. I took her collar off, though, because she was jingling it too much. I took it off between shows. All right, I'm going to go, given the up and down nature of this franchise and the fact that when you think they might thrive, they don't, but when you think they're dead, they're not, right? That's that's how this team goes. I'm going 10 and 7. So I'm going, what, 7 and 4 the rest of the way. I see a lot of potential wins. And, and I think if so, I think if they come out of that four game Dallas, Baltimore, Chargers, Packers stretch, um, scuffling a little bit, we're all going to say, well, they're dead for sure. I mean, that's going to be a terrible year. Just tank, just tank. Um, that's when they are like, oh, no, we're not going to tank. We're going to start to win some games. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go, I'm still going to be optimistic. Three and th- three team off to a bad start. But then guess what? Has come back and won a couple in a row 10 and seven so seven and four the rest of the way yeah i agree with 10 i think i was i was leaning on nine but i even if they go two and two over the next four games which by the way i think it's it's a tough four games but i think two and two is very reasonable you know win a couple home games that they can do don't you you should be able to beat the packers at home you've done it before even when they're really good yeah yeah you beat the packers last year uh, but then you get to the so let's say they go two and two and they're five and five. You'd need to find they need to finish five and two to get to that ten win total. At San Francisco, not an easy game, but you're better than San Francisco this season. At the Lions, that should be a win. Home against the Steelers, so I think you could easily get to eight and five even after a two and two stretch against the next four teams. Mm-hmm. And then you would just need to finish two and two at Chicago, home against the Rams, at the Packers, home against the Bears. Could you beat the Bears twice? lose to the other two teams. 10 seems very reasonable with with at least you know having salvaged your season with these last two wins. So, what about you, Ross? Well, we're going to go with 9 and 8 because gentlemen, I would suggest to you the evidence suggests that they will be 9 and 8. Kirk Cousins as we sit today has a record of 54, 54 and 2 as an NFL starting quarterback. Yeah. Mike Zimmer as an NFL head coach, is 67, 50, and 1. However, there was a 13 and 3 year in there. He mm-hmm. should get credit for being 13 and 3, but that is the magical year in which you had to cash in, and we all know that they did. And in classic Vikings form, I think they'll be 8 and 8 in week now 18, knowing that they're not going to the playoffs. They should lose week seven, or excuse me, week 18 to have a better pick by one or two spots. And they will win a meaningless game. And then Mike Zimmer will be let go shortly after the game. So I'm going with nine and eight. How Viking fan of you right there. And I really, really hope to be wrong because I, just like everybody, want this team to win a Super Bowl. And hopefully it's sooner rather than later. So I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going right. to go with nine and eight. Kirk Cousins has been a gravitational pull toward 500 for his entire career. Somehow. He can't escape it. So He can't escape it. So here's what I want. Here we are again. Here's what I want. I I think you're going to – so I think you are going to beat the Cowboys at home first game out of the bye. I think you're going to lose the next two. Road games, they're tough. It's – here's what I want. You play play Green Bay here, and then on November the 28th, you travel and play San Francisco. I want them to win back-to-back games against those two teams. And most importantly, this is where I want Kirk to to turn an official corner. I want him 
to beat San Francisco. Now, this does not mean that the defense can't play well. I'm not saying that, okay? But when we talk about Kirk being allowed to cook, you know, take the kid gloves off, let him go in and show Kyle Shanahan exactly what he can do and to build upon this year. And it would be very Vikings-like to lose those back-to-back road games and for us to be like, oh, now it's done. Now they're in trouble. And they bounce back, right? Beat Green Bay here, which will be tough, but as Phil just said, is very doable. And then go to San Francisco, not a great team, and let Kirk win you that game. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne, all of those guys. Show Kyle exactly why he loved Kirk. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then uh, question number four here. You like that? You like that? Usually we do a would you rather question. I've got one that's a little bit different here for question number four. Uh, I, I got some uh, – I was – Jace Frederick, who covers the Timberwolves for – the Pioneer Press was tweeting about, isn't it amazing how when you're on a freeway, like we we don't trust people inherently, like in a lot of areas in our lives, but like we put our lives in other people's hands on the freeway all the time. You're driving like four feet away from someone else who's going 75 miles an hour and all of us are just totally comfortable with it. Isn't that kind of amazing? So yeah, I think I do think about that all the time, I tweeted. Just how if one person just decided I'm going to come into on- the oncoming lane on a two, you know, two lane country road or something like they yeah. can just kill anyone they want to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, Kirk Abraham responded back to me and said, when my dad was teaching me to drive, he told me the most important thing to remember was this. Always assume the other driver is an idiot and is about to do something stupid. And I remember my dad telling me the same thing, like, Always assume that all these people that you see around here are idiots and that they're about to kill you and just be prepared. So I guess my question to you guys here is, what's the best advice anyone ever gave you that still sticks in your head today? Hmm. Well, first of all, I, I don't think that we it's not it's not that we trust people when we're driving. It's that we think and this is not correct, but I think we think internally that we can get ourselves out of what a moron does. Mm-hmm. So, so like we think, well, I'll just swerve or I'll stop or I'll do something. Now that's not true, but it's not trust in, in your fellow man. It's trust in yourself. And of course you probably do die, but that's too bad. Um, so the best advice actually goes to the same sort of thing for me, but has nothing to do with driving. It has to, to do with life. Always never assume people are smart. Never assume that people are smart. Is this your own advice to the audience or who who gave you this advice? It's my own observation of life. <laughs> That's not the question. I'm almost 52. This isn't your well, my, life my mom, to give advice my mom, to people. My mom, who was a saint, who was a great person, <laughs> who was a great person behind the scenes was very cynical. And she basically passed on to me that you should not assume that people are smart. And And the nice thing is, and this definitely came from my mom. Better to be pleasantly surprised than disappointed. In other words, if I assume you're stupid and you turn out to be smart, I'm like, oh, pleasantly surprised. You're smart. This is great. I can trust you. But if I assume, well, you're smart, and then I get bad advice, and believe me, there have been more in, in work, in life, take your pick. There have been more than a few times where let's say somebody who speaks with great confidence. And so you're like, they must know what they're doing. David Kahn has no gentleman has no clue what they're doing. And you learn that. And you're like, hold on a second. I followed your lead. And now you're mad at yourself. Yeah. 
So, so no. basically from my mom, what she always said was better to be pleasantly surprised than disappointed. And if I assume that you guys are all smart and then I'm proven wrong, I feel stupid myself. All right. Ross, what about you? What's the best advice someone's ever given you? Do we even dare ask if Judd thinks we're smart or dumb? I'm just going to assume and hope that he thinks <laughs> no, he, I'm th- He assumes we're I'm all smart. idiots. Yeah. Ross, I think okay. Ross, I think you're like... I am. I think you work hard, and and I think you're smart. I think like Phil, and I'm I'm not bl- blowing smoke here. Phil like knows what he is doing. I, yes. There are a ton of yes. guys. There are a ton of guys like no, no, no. I I worked with I worked with like I worked with a handful of th- these people because there are there are countless people who have Phil's confidence, and then you're like, oh my god, you're you're stupider than I am. Like I listen to you. Like Phil has a plan, and he knows what he's doing. But like I didn't trust that immediately. Uh, but I think a lot of people are like me. They work hard and they're smart. But like I don't have I'm not aspirational to be like you should. I don't care what you do. So I'm not going to tell you what to do. So I'm not that dangerous. People like Phil, if they're not smart, are incredibly dangerous because they're trying to lead you. <laughs> and then you're like, you're an idiot. Like, why did I listen to you? And by the way, you submarine me. This so might I be like top, credit. top three compliment I've ever received. Judd saying Phil actually knows what he's doing. That's the do? top three compliment. Like I've worked with like a handful <laughs> tops of people who really that that doesn't mean the rest of them are dumb. It means that they're like me, just an average guy that works hard and tries hard. But that doesn't mean that you should tell me what I should do because odds are you have no clue. I will say since we're giving compliments here too on the show. Judd is the absolute hardest worker and figure it out guy that I've ever worked with. Judd's about to turn 52 years old. And you want to think about Judd's career. Judd's a newspaper guy for two decades. The thing got into radio. And then, of course, like it was AM radio. And, you know, we had we had something that felt really new back in like 2011, you know, 15 hard ESPN. Then AM radio became very old, very quick. And now Judd is Mr. Selfie video guy on social media. He's a TikTok star. He's his career is centered around YouTube and podcasting, and so right. Well, but but you got to have the right people in place. It, it, it's like a team or a coach. If you don't have the right, if if you had just said we should do this, and you like were scatterbrained about our stuff, we'd be dead by now. So like that's the most important thing is is pick who you listen to, but be very careful about who you pick. Well, I would say this. I would say my hard work um, overshadows other deficiencies. And I did learn a long time ago from a professor, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I've always I've always remembered that. I like that phrase. I'm going to stick to driving here, though, Phil, the the question. So my father also told me the same thing. Assume that everybody on the road is a dumb and I won't say it. Assume that they're the worst driver. (laughs) So what I did learn from him, though, is more learned behavior. And I now pride myself on this. I think uh, Phil would probably remember this. Judd, you've probably seen it. I 90 degree back up into almost every parking space. And I'm really dang good at it. Wow. And that's mainly just for ease of leaving. Get in. See, get I think it's a, it's a pain in the ass to get in that way, though. Oh, you're, either I way, you got to back in or back out. Either way, there's you nothing stop better in front of me to back in. I'm going to come <laughs> out and hit you. Yeah, you can Actually, only do it if you're not holding other people up. Otherwise, you should 
You should mm. see me in the morning when I come in. I make sure that there's nobody around. That oh, way I okay. don't do that. I'm very <laughs> I'm very self-conscious of that, that I'm holding somebody up. All right. Uh, I'll get, Judd's heard this one before, but when I was a kid and uh, I used to, you know, you know, my, my parents were divorced. So I'd go over to my dad's place on weekends and we'd watch sports or whatever. And like the remote control would be lost. And the first time he ever gave me this advice, it was couldn't find the remote control. Wanted to change the channel. And I said, Dad, where's the, where's the remote control? I can't find it anywhere. And he said, Philip, think. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I mean, it didn't just get up and walk out the door. It's in here somewhere. Figure it out. <laughs> think for yourself. Don't let other people do your thinking for you is the, is the full version of it. But just think, dude. You'll figure it out. It didn't, it didn't jump out the window. It didn't drive <laughs> off. It's the remote control. John has walked think? away with the remote control before, so I can tell you that it has happened in, in my, in my but, house. But we've all been there, right? You tear your place apart trying to find it. And for me, I live in a one-bedroom apartment. There's been times it's taken me 45 minutes right. to find it. Yeah. You know, where did I put it? Where did it go? It's one time, I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit this, I put my remote in the freezer. Oh, wow, I was kidding. What? No, I put it in the freezer. Oh, my God. What, what was I so, thinking? What was I doing? Why is it in the freezer? So, Extended this, the battery life, though, on the thing. This drives Don nuts, but here's my thing. For my wallet, my keys, remotes, let's pick a place and always put it back there. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my thing. Like, like wallet, my phone, thing, keys, wallet, phone, my, keys, dance. My, th- my think thing is pick a place, like... The remote control, the ottoman in front of the TV, you mm-hmm. pick where, but let's make sure it's there because there's like the couch cushion thing drives me crazy. Like you just left the remote on the couch. Like why? Oh, amazing. And that's uh, what you, you where... should have said to dad. You should have said, dad, pick a place and put it there. And then I won't have to think. I was probably the one that lost it in the first yeah, place. Where, where do you, uh, where do you regularly keep your surly so you don't forget it? Oh, let's see what, uh, oh boy, I, I, oh, hey, look at that, it's right on my desk, surly, surly, <laughs> furious, yeah, that's right, there is a standing can here, in fact, I call it the surly button, because if I want one, watch this, that's right, surly delivered to me right here, and it can be delivered to you too, it's Friday, we got uh, college football, we got, you know, the Vikes aren't playing, full slate of games on Sunday, and what do you need while you sit on the couch and watch, well, I'm going to tell you right now, you need the best IPA not just in Minnesota, in my opinion, but in the five-state area or maybe the country. Surly, furious, all the Surly products are fantastic. And you know what, Phil? If you're watching the game with a furious on Sunday and you're and you got the football on, hold hold your Surly up in front of the in front of the TV. And what should they do? Show us your cans. Show us your cans, everybody. That's right. Show us your cans at Jay Zolget on Twitter. A shout-out, too, to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Let's talk about fire prevention for a moment. How solid is your business's fire prevention plan? Are your electrical systems up to date? Do you have systems in working order? Do you have a plan in place with employees? Uh, Also, apply all these things to the Vikings' offense late in games, too. It seems like they've got their systems in order so far this year, except for the kicker. Uh, Federated Insurance is here to help you keep your business and employees safe. Go to federatedinsurance.com and click on the Risk Management Corner for great resources on fire prevention. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. And that is your four-question Friday here. 
Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys tomorrow for some purple props that pose a really interesting question about the Vikings' big-picture future here. Uh, Mackie, Judd, Ross filling in for Declan. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.